You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Director for the Office of Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship in the Archdiocese of Chicago, a, a mouthful. And um, happy Ash Wednesday. I don't know if that's a term that we use, uh, but I have with me today Father Gerard Jordan, who is joining us from actually Louisiana, where he spent yesterday at Mardi Gras. Thank you, Father Gerard, for being with us. Welcome. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. So he missed our big snowstorm and all of the craziness here in Chicago, but I guess you got an ice storm down there. Is that right? That's correct. A sheet of ice has shut the place down. It's per it's paralysis in the south when there's snow or ice, right? Right. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, we'll just dig out, right? I'm outside with a short a pair of shorts and a t-shirt thinking like this is summer weather compared to Chicago. Exactly, right? So um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I asked Father Gerard to come on the show to talk to us um, about this wonderful new, um, this wonderful new entity. I don't know. It's the Augustus Tolton Center for Spirituality, right? Uh -huh. Formerly known as the Tolton Spirituality Center. Oh, okay. So the Tolton, what, now what's the official name, Father Gerard? Tolton Spirituality Center. Tolton Spirituality Center. Awesome. So my understanding is that you all got a grant in December from the Lilly Foundation to get this Tolton Center, Spirituality Center going. So tell us a little bit about what was the genesis behind this? Where, where did this creative project come from? So the creative idea came out of the fact that on March the 13th, I got off of a plane coming from Florida. Uh, I was supposed to pack my bag by noon and be back on another plane headed to Detroit because in my role as Bishop Perry's special assistant, I would take all the programs and events that he couldn't get to since he's not blessed, best with, uh, blessed with a bi-location yet. And so, but the pandemic hit and the Detroit folks said, listen, we uh, heard you just got off the plane from Florida. Do not get on this plane to come to, to Detroit because we are shutting down because of COVID-19. And I was like, okay. So for the rest of the month of March, I was thinking now Bishop and I are gonna have to take the total cause uh, virtual. And um, I was like, okay, what about an online center? What about an online place that people can come and we kind of reverse things? You know, he and I have been flying around the country, but now maybe if we set something online, people could come to us. And then lo and behold, I got an email from the National Black Catholic Congress that said the Lilly Endowment was offering a grant to black parishes that they could come up with creative ideas to help parishes around. They would be giving $50 million away to 50 wow. parishes or 50 organizations that would help black parishes 
to thrive because so many black churches, uh, Catholic or not, are closing. Mm. And I was like, okay. So uh, after consulting with Bishop Perry, consulting with some friends in the different parishes on the south side of Chicago, I came up with the idea um, to put together a, a cohort of learning parishes to help to identify maybe even some community partners of how we can build intentional connections to help parishes to thrive, especially since Renew My Church, the focus was there to help them thrive. And then once the Renew My Church process uh, was maybe done in a parish, this program could help complement all of their process because you don't want to compete with the Renew My Church program. Uh, you, you want to support it and hold it up. Right. And once it's completed and they continue the journey, what other resources could we make available that, again, would complement Renew My Church? Right. And so that's where the idea was born. And the good news is that uh, after some collaboration with friends and family, we proposed the grant to Lilly. We uh, was awarded September 17th. Uh, $1 million. And we were funded in December. And we are now in the orientation stage of putting things together so that every parish in the Archdiocese of Chicago could be invited to participate in that program that's available. And it's theirs to either accept the invitation or decline the invitation, because not every parish needs the resource or the help, because we have a lot of thriving parishes that are already there. But this, so what's your dream for this, um, for the Spirituality Center? What is It's going to support them, but in what ways is it going to support parishes? We want to we allow parishes to be able to engage one another using Father Tolton's life example and as a roadmap to achieve some of the healing and some of the direction that maybe uh, from his life story can help. Because for many, the Renew My Church process was a rough one. And we want some healing to, to maybe help those who had to say goodbye to a church building and move to another campus. Um, because, you know, when you have a baptism, a marriage, you see your kids confirmed, you buried mama in that down that aisle, that it's kind of rough to say goodbye to a brick and mortar program. Father Tolton throughout his life gave example of how the church did not exist in brick and mortar. He was always ready to move with and stay on the journey because the church existed in his uh, intentional relationships he had with Father McGurr, who helped him get into the seminary, and the McGurr family, because even after Father McGurr's death, he stayed in touch with Mrs. McGurr, Father McGurr's sister. And, and then he had the intentional uh, family of Quincy, uh, because when he was supposed to go to Africa to be a missionary, he was sent back to Quincy. And Quincy was one of the very places that the the black missionary um, group of Catholics bullied him. His very own, his very own students when he was in school bullied him. But he went back and he healed that hurt, and he was church, and he was a church pastor, and and a church leader. And then when the part of the journeys insisted that he go on to Chicago, he took church with him. And when he found church in the basement of Old St. Mary's, the Augustine Society. He helped them to rise above that, picked them up, carried them out of that basement into a storefront church and built the first African-American church in the Archdiocese of Chicago, St. Monica's. And that, that church still exists today. Now, it exists in a different form, 
but they've been able to thrive because when, when, when your baptism, see the greatest inheritance we receive is our baptism. I know you agree with that. Absolutely. And when you get focused in on the baptism and you stay focused in on the, the baptismal priesthood and the work of the baptism, it, it really paints a picture of how you can thrive despite, okay, my church is shutting down. I've had to bury a few folks along the way. Uh, society's rough on us because there's all the isms, racism, sexism, clericalism. And despite all those tragedies, he, he thrived. He really thrived and gave the church an example of how we can offer this, this courageous example and who's, who inspired hope in spite of the tragedies. And I think COVID-19 is doing that for a lot of us. Mm. We can inspire hope in despite of the tragedy of COVID-19. So we, we think that this is possible. So what, um, what was it um, about Father Tolton that gave him that inner strength to be able to move about different communities? Because it sounds like for him, church was community. Wherever he found community, that's where he engaged. So what was that inner strength from a spirituality perspective? He, he, you know, he, 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 to use his own words, Father Tolton explained to people that the church did not disdain him. It was Mother Church who loved him yeah. and Mother Church who educated him. It was Mother Church who accepted who he was, a, a former enslaved individual. And, and, and through church, he became the priest that he was. And it was that kind of love in spite of the same people in the pews who were racist with him. I mean, you had racist priests who called him names in the local newspaper. You had racist uh, people who turned him away when he and his family showed up in their Catholic school in their little parish church. But he saw that the racism and, and, and all the other tragedies were, was not actually the church. It was those in the church who had unfortunate behaviors and unfortunate views that is not the church teaching. He kept seeing the gospel of Jesus Christ lived out in the beauty all the time. He, he, he never spoke an ill word of anybody because he always looked for what, what he considered uh, authentic church, which is intentional communities who love according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and that was the beauty of it all. That's what kept him. He was the suffering servant who always saw God, heard God, walked with God, and looked for God when he when he when trouble hit, and and that's just the beauty of the suffering servant. So we in Renew My Church were recognizing that we are um, as communities come together, a lot of those isms are coming out, and so when we get back from break, let's talk a little bit more about what how um, looking to Father Tolton can help some of our communities dealing with these issues. a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home, 
consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Welcome back to On The Way. I'm Beth White, your host this morning for On The Way, and I have with me Father Gerard Jordan, who is the assistant for the um, to Bishop Perry for the Tolton Cause for the Archdiocese of Chicago. And we were just talking about the Tolton Spirituality Center, which is really exciting. And I wanted to um, ask you something. So in an article that was written in Chicago Catholic about announcing the, the new Spirituality Center, uh, Bishop Perry is quoted as saying, we still need models and examples of holy Christian lives these days. They are needed inspirations for these times. I think we'd be in the throes of despair if we didn't have these people to look back on. And he was um, referring to Father Tolton. And so as we look forward, obviously, through the pandemic, but also looking forward to our churches unifying and some of the um, racism and um um, phobias about people, immigrants, and things like that. So what can we learn from Augustus Tolton? I, I think that the, the biggest gift uh, and the witness that Father Tolton, along with some contemporaries he had at the time, uh, they he overcame tragedies, and, and, and his life was a triumph over those tragedies. And he thrived and was able to serve the church. There's no need to reach a point of thriving if you're not going to give back. And mm -hmm. so his, his constant being able to overcome tragedies and bring hope and thrive 
and move and, and just live out his baptism to the fullest was one of the greatest gifts that allows me as a priest for sure and me as a Catholic Christian uh, to have an example of, okay, now I can see that this is really doable. I can make it through the racism, the sexism, the ageism, uh, and I can still serve the poor and I, I, I have energy to, to, to give authentic worship and I can just do so more, much, much more in my discipleship than checking out. You know, it's it, he didn't he never checked out. He, if anybody could have abandoned the church, this man could have. And he never took no from uh, the seminaries to live out his vocation. He never took a, a, a slap in the face or a closed door to live out his call to serve others. I mean, that's an example that we all need. It surely helps me in my priesthood. His story also, though, has key people in his story that walked with him, right? So That's the other beauty of it. Uh, his, his, the, the people in his story is a multicultural church long before the 1950s word was ever used. Yes. He, he, he formed a relationship, an intentional relationship with so many people, Black, white, young, old, immigrant, you know, native to the country. Um, it's just wonderful. I mean, just an awesome picture of how we can be church and break down the walls of skin color or economics or gender. And it, it's just awesome. I mean, he is just a model in so many ways for so many things for so many people. So obviously, as the director of evangelization, I have a great love for evangelization. And one of the things we talk a lot about is this need for accompaniment, this need to um, have people encourage you um, to share their stories, to share their journey so that you can see where God is working in your own lives. And I and I know that um, Augustus Tolton did that, Father Tolton did that for others, but it was so clear that he had people who believed in him and, the, and who just kept encouraging him. And so what do you take from that to help to encourage other people, especially in a pandemic, like reaching out to others and and encouraging people with their dreams and things like that. What can Augustus Tolton teach us and his story teach us about that? Sharing of gifts. Those who helped uh, Father Gus along the way, each had an individual gift that they shared with him, mm -hmm. which allowed him to, to realize his baptismal call to the fullest. And then he in turn did the same. He just mm -hmm. shared his particular gift of preaching after he was ordained, his pastoral care. He just gave of himself of the gifts that were shared with him first. I think that during the pandemic, if we can focus in on the hope and we can uh, say, you know what, I can't do much, but this is what I can do. Mm -hmm. And in that sharing, that journey, that accompaniment, uh, being a companion on the journey will, will be very, very uh, gift giving uh, instead of letting COVID, it'll show us how to live through the pandemic. Yeah. He learned to live through the tragedies of his day. He yeah. never once let it beat him down and he, he didn't allow it to steal his freedom. He didn't allow it to steal his health. He didn't allow it to steal his, his Christian belief. He stayed Catholic when a lot of us would have abandoned ship. Uh, and he did it through ill health. He did it through racism. He did it through rejection by his own. And he had the he had the gift though of seeing the larger church though didn't he? He did because he went to Rome and he saw that the church was so much more diverse and so much multicultural and lingual and 
and we can get caught in our own little tribes, but he saw the incredible, the true small C of Catholic. I agree with that 110% because you know what? His first glance at how the church was much larger than just a small place or a small group of people is when he interacted with those from other places like the German priests or the immigrant sisters who tutored him. Yeah. You know, uh, it was just a beauty of his life that if he had never gotten to Rome, I think he would have gotten the same gift or the same yeah. lesson. I really, yeah, because he saw, hey, here's a German priest who celebrates the same gospel and believes in the yeah. same Christ that I do. And we are so different from so different, different cultures, different backgrounds, different family values, but we believe in the same baptism and the same gospel. And that helps you to see the gift of this multicultural church that we talk about, or how discipleship is so much larger than just us in a pew in a small jurisdiction. So, Father, as we wrap up our conversation together, can you tell, um, share with our uh, listeners just how they can stay in touch with this Tolton Spirituality Center? Well, now they're going to have to keep watching shows like yours okay. and reading the papers because of the inaugural board of directors putting things together. And uh, uh, so we're in our very, very much the baby stages of, of putting things together. Just stay tuned. So the pandemic has been a great gift. It is. It, we, it's, it, listen, we learn, we learn to thrive when, because we, we want to live. You made lemonade out of lemons, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks again for the invitation so Absolutely. much. Good to and see you. Lent. Good to see you. As well. I miss working and seeing you in the hallways in the building. I know. I miss seeing everyone. <laughs> Take care. God bless. God bless. Can a blind